Well, good evening and welcome to What's the Word Wednesday. I am Dr. Amy Nussbaum and so glad that you've joined me here this evening. I don't know about you guys, but school started um, today for the kiddos in my area. Um, and in addition to doing these things, I also have the privilege of teaching music, band, and choir at a local school, uh, a local Catholic school here in town. So I'm able to share, um, even though I'm Protestant, be able to share my faith, be able to share my love for music and love teaching. Um, but it's exhausting. I don't know about you, but today just seems like it's been two days at least. But I'm excited to be with you today and to dive into the word. Um, we've been talking about over the last several weeks, what does it look like when we say we need to be more and more like Jesus every day? You know, we've talked about how we need to be more like Jesus when it comes to forgiveness and grace. Um, when it comes to trust and obey, when it comes to, um, you know, many different things we've talked about that. And so today we are going to look at uh, why do you do what you do? Um, you know, our culture is all about looking out for number one, do what feels the best for you, or just, you know, live in the moment and don't worry about it. And, um, you know, and, and come on, we have, we have iPhones, we have iPads, we have you know, I everything, and it's all about quick uh, gratification. Um, I don't know about you, but have you ever stood at the microwave going, this is taking too long? Um, you know, we, we live in a drive-through, um, so many food delivery services. Um, obviously, I'm getting hungry because I'm talking about food options. Um, but we are, we live in this culture to where we are thinking about ourselves. We are thinking about what we need. We are thinking about what comes next for us what's best for us, looking out for number one. Um, very rarely, I think, do we consider what other people need, what other people, um, what, you know, what, how our um, actions, how they impact other people. Um, we, we, we barely think about how our actions impact us. Um, we just do what we think we should. So I just wanted to share a passage from Philippians this evening, looking at what Paul says when it comes to being like being like Jesus, when it comes to our minds and having the mind of Christ, what exactly does that mean? So I'm going to be reading from Philippians 2. We're going to start in verse 1 and go through verse 11 from the ESV. It says, so this is Paul speaking, uh, Paul writing a letter to the church at Philippi, the Philippians. So this is um, a Pauline epistle which is just a fancy term for an epistle is another word for a letter. Pauline just means it was written by Paul, so it's a letter written by Paul. So, um, anywho, it says, So, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. So Paul is really encouraging the Philippians, which also us as believers in Jesus, that we too, as the church of Christ, as the church global, we need to be of the same mind, have the same love, be in full accord and of one mind. So the same mind and of one mind, he says it twice. So he is really encouraging us. This mind thing is very important. And we as Christians, need to be of one mind, and that mind is of Christ, having the mind of Jesus. So verse 3 says, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, 
but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by being obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So when it comes down to it, everything we do, everything we say, everything we think, being like Jesus is so that every tongue would confess that Jesus is Lord. So our testimony to the world is that we look different. We sound different. We act different. We respond differently. How we consider why we do what we do is different than those around us because we want to point everyone to Jesus because it's all about Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except through him. And if it weren't for Jesus, we would all, we'd still be living in a sacrificial um, community where we're having to kill bulls and doves and do um, drink offerings and fragrance uh, offerings. And instead of knowing that our salvation is in place because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that, my friends, is the bottom line. So, why do we do what we do? This passage encourages us not to do it from rivalry or conceit. Rivalry here is looking how we can um, advance our own agendas. How can I get ahead of the other guy? This, you know, don't worry about who you step on the way on, on the way up. That it's all about how do I get one foot in front of the other? How do I get ahead of the other guy? You know, Paul is saying, don't do that. It's not about how to get ahead of the other guy. And then conceit, you know, do things out of pride, vain pride, or um, empty glory so that people will, oh, you're amazing. Oh, and just stroke your ego. That is not why we should be doing what we're doing. We're here to serve just like Jesus served. Um, another passage in this is Matthew 20, 28. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So again, being like Jesus, we are not here to be served, but to serve other people. And that is exactly this idea. Um, in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. So always be looking out for the other guy, not always be looking out for yourself as number one, looking out for the other guy. Who who around you has God placed in your path so that you could help them? Maybe God has placed someone in your path so that you can encourage them or you can just listen to them. Maybe they need your help physically or you know, maybe they just they just need someone, they just need a friend. Um, now, on the flip side, God will place people in your path when you need them as well. Because as the body of Christ, we are here to build each other up as a community of believers. And and that's I am so ecumenically minded that as brothers and sisters in Jesus, 
uh, as fellow Christians, no matter whatever your the door says that you walk through on Saturday or Sunday, it doesn't matter. If you claim Jesus as Lord, we are here to build one another up. We are here to encourage one another. We are here to also, you know, lovingly keep each other on the right path. So um, if you find a brother or sister, you're like, I don't know that you should be doing that. Speak up because sometimes we need that too. But um, look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So Paul is not telling us to forget our own interests, to let, you know, it doesn't matter what you want to do. That's not what Paul is saying. He's saying, look not only to your interests, but also to the interests of others. So as you are living life, going throughout your day, not only being concerned about, okay, I need to do this, 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 be mindful of what other people might need as well. This can be as simple as, you know, as you're heading to the grocery store, asking your kids, hey, are you guys out of anything? Or asking your spouse, hey, do you need anything? Or, you know, if you're going to be seeing someone later, shooting them a quick text and say, hey, I'm running to the store. You know, do you need anything? Do you, do you need some milk? Do you need some toilet paper? You know, I could pick that up for you and then get it to you later. Just being mindful a couple of steps ahead so that we can be helping other people along the way. Being um looking to the interests of others. So this passage overall encourages three things. Um, one, we need to be of one mind, which is the mind of Christ. And there is some controversy on whether this happens immediately at salvation or if this is more of a sanctification process. And it's interesting, the scholarship weighs more towards the sanctification process, meaning that little by little, day by day, as, as we allow God to mold us and make us into being more like Jesus, that that will also shift so that our thoughts become more like God's thoughts, our desires become more like God's desires. What we want for our life, what we want for the lives of others becomes more like the will of God um, so that our prayers, honestly, you guys, if you, if you keep a prayer journal, look back a year, three years. Your prayers, if you are living... Um, seeking after Jesus, after God, your prayers will change because your mind is being changed in this process. So our goal, and maybe that's a prayer for you to say, Lord, please shift my mind to be more and more like you. Shift my thought processes to be more and more like you. Um, you know, get rid of that um, stinking thinking, um, you know, that negativity, that judgmental, that um, you know, always looking out for yourself mindset, shifting it to be more like Jesus, the love, the peace, the patience, the kindness, looking out for others, considering others and their needs. So that's number one. Number two is we as Christians we need to be united by love and humility. And again, I am very ecumenical minded, meaning that as long as we all claim Jesus as Lord, why can't we all just get along? We could have a much bigger impact for the world. Um, and, and for the lost, we could reach so many more lost if we could just all get together as one united front. So being united by love and humility, because I think that we as Christians spend so much time, um, oh, you're wrong about this, or oh, you're wrong about that. Let's unite under Jesus and, you know, the, the foundations of the faith. And everything else, I believe, will work itself out. So love and humility. 
And then the third thing is to look out for the interests of others, being considerate of what others might need. You know, and sometimes that's saying something and sometimes that's not saying something. Sometimes that's doing something. Sometimes that's not doing something. Um, you know, if, if, if you know um, a friend of yours is of a different um, belief, maybe with your faith, then just don't talk about certain things because you know we can agree to agree we can agree to disagree agreeably. I believe um, um, one of the Wesleys said that. But um, just being that love and humility, looking out for the interests of others, and really developing the mind of Christ. So with that, you guys, I just encourage you to be prayerful this week. Um, I encourage you go and read Philippians. It's a short letter that Paul wrote, but um, but chapter two is where we were tonight. If you have questions, I would love to hear from you. Um, if you can either comment below or you can always shoot me a direct message. And if you're like, Amy, I really would love to talk more about something. I would love to sit down, you know, maybe do a virtual coffee. Would love to listen to your heart and just chat and pray with you. Um, I just wanted to offer that up. So I am here to serve. That is truly my goal in my ministry, in my, um, just in my life. So if there's anything I can do, please let me know. Otherwise, I look forward to chatting with you soon. Have a great evening.